welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. We love a Linktree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal and buy me a coffee should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at michaelblocktalk on x slash twitter at block talk nyc and visit theaterthenow.com for its news reviews and interviews hi dios mio the telenovela challenge is a officially arrived and the queens were asked to do the most an acting challenge and a ball it's time to talk all things drag race in mexico and with me is someone who loves a good story it's Lori lou how are you i'm good and i am so excited because i am mexican and of course i'm watching this and i love of it course. Of course, and that's what's been really exciting for me is basically every single one of my guests for this recap has Mexican heritage. So it's a celebration of not only drag, but Mexico. It's amazing. I mean, I I am like born and raised in Mexico. Like I, some of these girls I work with, they know me, I love them. I think there's only like three that I have never met and never worked with. And I've been gagged, honestly. Not, all right. Okay. We're, we're going to put a pin on that because I'm going to follow up with that question in a second. But f- before we begin with Drag Race Mexico, Drag News of the Week, Drag Race Brazil has dropped their cast. Um, if you are a frequent listener of the podcast, I still have not watched the Meet the Queens. Um, so I, you'll hear my opinions on them eventually. There's okay. just so much Drag Race <laughs> going on right now. But I am sure you've looked at the Meet the Queens and the photos of the cast. Any first opinions? Um, I mean, I, sometimes I see the meet the Queens and I think like, oh, they're bringing this to the table, but then, you know, it's so different. I mean, last season, well, I was a bit biased because I like, you know, also, you know, some of the girls and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that also plays into the account. So I like them, but you never know. Like sometimes you think someone's gonna do really, really well because you've seen their shows or you like seen some of their videos, and then they are not doing it. Not all great drag artists that good are good at drag race. Yes, exactly. All right, friends. As I say every week, pronunciations. I apologize. I will get better eventually. Um, we'll so, teach you. So we'll teach you. Fun, fun story. Uh, this past weekend, I went to a wedding of my brother's uh, childhood friend. Um, I didn't know that his now wife, um, her mom was my middle school and high school Spanish teacher. So I saw my middle school and high school Spanish teacher this weekend and had to apologize. I'm like, nothing I retained. Yeah. I don't remember anything, but she was very nice. And she said I was a great student. And that's all the validation I needed in the world. That, all right i mean spanish is hard sometimes i like i am confused. it's true and you know what as someone who doesn't speak spanish going back from drag race España to drag race mexico there are some differences a lot 
So I can definitely hear those. So I'm learning a little bit, but I will leave the disclaimer as always. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that are given the opportunity to go on television to share their crafts, but they've also put themselves in a position to discuss what is said on the podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality television show. Now, this is important um, because as you alluded to, Maybe some of your friends might be listening because they happen to be on this television program. Yes. <laughs> All right. First off, where in Mexico are you from? I am from Monterrey, which is like really close to Texas in the north. None of the girls from the north got there. Mm-hmm. But Mexico City and Monterrey, they're like, it's kind of like New York, LA. Like, mm, gotcha, gotcha. Because we're both like big cities. Now, who is there anyone you would like to reveal that you knew and worked with prior to the show? Uh, a lot of them. Uh, well, I did Drag Story Hour. I'm the founder of Drag Story Hour in Mexico, and we got mm-hmm. like uh, the same situation like here in the United States. Of course. Uh, so Margaret is someone who I love, I adore. I have worked with her several times. We have a CC that uh, show uh, back in Mexico with uh, PH Productions and they get hired and everything. And most of the girls that I work with, it's because they work for Drag Story Hour, mm-hmm. like Matraca, Lady Quero, Pixie, like some of the girls who already left. Sad, um, sad, sad, but- Vermelia. This, this cast, them, very talented. Yeah, most of them, like uh, they, they did Drag Story Hour with us. Amazing. Well, as we go through the episode, I'm sure you'll have some fun stories to share. Yes. <laughs> Let's dive into it. The queens head back to the workroom as Arhenis is gone. They say that Arhenis did great in the competition and she will be missed. And Gala will emotionally read the mirror message um, as there are a few laughs with her final words. Gala has a strange feeling as she has empathy for this other person who is fighting for their dreams. But she's still there doing the same, but she is heartbroken. Look at Galavaro having a heart. Who knew? <laughs> yes, who knew? Because back in Mexico, you know, she she has had some controversy around. But, of course. But she know. has that beautiful smile. So you think she's a sweet person. Well, uh, out of drag, she's such a girl. She truly, I mean, I think that helps a lot. I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. You know what chacal means? It's like a tray that mm-hmm. is like, oh, that's straight, but also dangerous. Yeah, I, oh, listen, uh, <laughs> between Matraka and Gala, definitely uh, my crushes of this cast. Yeah, well, Pixie too. Pixie mm-hmm. was, you know. Yes, and um, as I know, a lot of people have found their, um, I guess it's called X now, not Twitter. Yeah, I know, it's not X. Boo. <laughs> Matraka says that on day one, she thought, Arhenis would sabotage her, but she tells us on the day she was leaving, she became a totally different person. Gala calls herself a crybaby as the other girls will mock her as they can't believe she has a heart. She's a bitch, but also a tender little kitty. Christian has won her third challenge, and this is just a step toward fulfilling the promise she entered with. Uh, have you worked with Christian before? No, uh, they did ask me that a lot. A lot of the girls here in New York and also like back home, they were like on WhatsApp because you know the immigrant app is WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Um, I have never worked with Christian. I have never met Christian, and I am very gagged because it's like, oh my god, the straight is winning. 
Right. And and that's the thing. It's like, I, I someone told me that per, potentially they may be pansexual. I'm not positive. Yeah. I'm, they have not revealed that on the show yet, but you're right. Um, someone who's not a flaming homosexual doing very well. Yeah, I feel like it's more like, you know, bi bisexual or something like that. Yeah. There's no, there's no way. There's right? no, like we had it in straight in another <laughs> franchise and. <laughs> that was a gimmick. <laughs> yes. All right. The real fight is coming. The Eagles are out. It's, it's more difficult now. One single mistake and you could be gone. It is a new day and the queens are singing a song about being the best drag queen and wanting to sleep. Um, I mean, that sounds like an anthem every drag artist could get behind. Sleep. No, I mean, when? Exactly. Christian says now that there are less queens, she has less stress, but she has to get her act together and win again. Margaret will start the day off asking the table why they think she they should win. Matraka says that she loves the culture and she always represented in her life, so why not have a real Mexican queen? Um, and Christian's like, uh, and we're not. Now I, I I get what she's saying. She's she brings a little more heritage into her drag. Yeah, um, her drag, what I've seen, and even before Drag Race uh, Mexico, it's very like the artisan part. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, in Mexico, you, you have like uh, people who are like really rich and then, you know, with all the colonization sure. and stuff like that. Um, I mean, now it's changing the narrative, but not, uh, before it was like being associated to being a native, it was like, you're poor or mm -hmm. like ugly or something like that. And I think personally, I think it's beautiful. I have a lot of things like in my mm -hmm. house. I see it, I love it. Uh, but yeah, I, I think like ever since she started her drag, has it the aesthetic has been like that, you know, like representing all, always that aesthetic. Rahina will say that she should win because she's the oldest and has been doing this for many years. And Matraka tells her her reign will be short. Shady. Shady. But Margaret will say maybe it's her inner Matraka sabotaging her little head, but she doesn't think she'll win and doesn't think she stands out much. Um, Margaret, when production heard this, they're like, okay, bye, you can go now. Um, but we'll get ahead of ourselves here. But never say you don't think you're going to win when production is watching you. That is true. That is true. And I mean, they're like, well, hi. you never do that. I mean, I, I sometimes go to competitions here. Mm -hmm. And I mean, of course, you always want to win. Uh, throughout the years, yes, you say like, that's not the most important thing. Yes, that is true. But who doesn't want to win? That's I mean, true. I mean, I, and I do know that you competed in the competition that took over for my competition. Because if you didn't know, I was the one who created Iconic. Oh, that's me. Oh that's me. God, I yeah. didn't know. Yeah, and I'm not bitter at all. Just a little bit, just a little bit, whatever. Uh, I didn't. Margaret feels the worry. pressure of the sachet away in the back of her head, but she's trying to bat it away. She says it would be nice to win as she represents a more underground drag. What, what does that mean? What What is the underground drag that Margaret is talking about in Mexico? Uh, well, I will say that compared to like what we've seen in Drag Race and all of the that thing, in Mexico, we have a very, very varied drag. I've seen uh, like 
bio kings or you know mm -hmm. amap kings afab queens um i've seen like drag things and even in another in another program uh very soon we had a afab queen doing mm -hmm. a lot of things so i feel like they they do put everything together in one place but it's not greatly appreciated it is mm -hmm. a very colorful and playful like drag and more you know i feel like for example christian and regina they're more in like traditional drag and more sure. like uh like cross-dressing we'll say mm -hmm. that because mm -hmm. in, in mexico we say drag y travesti which right. is the same but uh you know you're more like impersonating someone rather than doing your own character and Sometimes in Mexico, back home, they will be like, oh, we're very different and our craft is very different. And sometimes they will fight or they'll be like, you're not welcome here, no? Gotcha. All right, that's very helpful. Thank you for that. Matraca is gonna tell Margaret to be her own person and have her own essence, as she is a badass character. Gala is glad to see that everyone has their own demons and showing their vulnerable side. But the alarm sounds before everyone else can give their answer once again production yeah. just does not want to tell us everything this week our message comes from valentina as she drops hints and clues of a telenovela now valentina arrives and she calls them chimichangas and now i'm very hungry valentina is going to give us drama as she was told to unleash the dragon and thus leather daddy lolita arrives they give us a scene as a tease for what's to come and of course there are some slaps um now obviously everyone knows valentina were you familiar with Lolita before this? Yes, yes. I, at the beginning, okay, these people are going to hate me back in Mexico. Um, Valentina will go a lot to Mexico. I did work with her before in Mexico, especially when she did like uh, work the world tour mm -hmm. in Mexico. Sure. Of course, very beloved. She got like 100 million bottles of Valentina salsa. Uh, I was not very happy at the beginning that valentina was gonna be the host because her spanish was not very good right but as a no sabo kid like she's a no sabo kid uh her spanish is really good i'm very proud of her that her spanish has improved and if she keeps going like that like i'm not bothered um, yeah I, I definitely think she's definitely improving and that's why i feel like i have a little bit of a connection watching it so she's like my eyes into it of like Look at me remembering high school Spanish. Yes, yes. So I I was not very happy at the beginning because I was not confident like she would like get immersed, especially because as we have in English, like like gay slang, we also mm -hmm. have our own slang back home. That's something I find it difficult to explain here. Uh, I was like, how is she going to do that? But I feel like she went live there for like two months and was like, okay, let me let me learn she everything. Got it yes and lolita i like her i did see like i watch her season and everything but i feel like a lot of people didn't so she's not as popular in mexico and right. a lot of people they're more like oh valentina you know yeah and it's interesting because again i watch all the franchises so i know lolita very well i'm a huge fan of her work um and even on drag race france she had uh you know the immigrant storyline um, which was a little hard to watch because they 
clearly didn't treat her that well, but she is an incredible drag artist and she brought a lot of Mexico into her drag on Drag Race France. Um, so it's really exciting to see that she now has this platform here in Mexico and hopefully um, they'll embrace her a little more. She's doing a great job. Uh, yeah, I mean, she, she went really far. Yeah. This week's Maxi Challenge is, as the caption says, soap opera villains, but we know it's all about telenovelas. Telenovelas. Are you a fan of telenovelas? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I won. Uh, or I give mean, me top three. Oh my God. Well, of course, Mariela del Barrio, where the iconic villain Itati Catoral mm-hmm. came from. Like, Maldita Alicia! Mm-hmm. Of course. I mean, I like Teresa. Teresa. Okay. Um, I always post like memes about her and how she's like, I'm not going to cry and stuff like that. No. And I think what other, I, there's a lot of soap operas that I like. I like Rebelde too. I was such a fan of Rebelde. Oh my God. But they didn't have like a, like a very iconic villain. It was more mm-hmm. like, teenage story and i was a teenager when that was happening so i was part of the craze lolita and valentina will be directing them and um yeah the category of the main stage is ball de, de la novela so yeah they're doing a ball and a acting challenge that's a lot of work for one week yes it is Margaret says it's hard to tell a story in three looks, so they need to be smart the ball will consist of three looks that will tell a story from an innocent newcomer to the city to a lady of high society and end with a villain from hell itself. Now, if you were to play an archetype on a telenovela, what role would you play? I think any any archetype that Talia made, like she was like Maria del Barrio, Maria Marimar, Maria la, la, mm. that she was always poor and then she like marries into a handsome rich guy blah 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 i mean someone did a reference with that like with the chain that's a very Mm -hmm. iconic part of maria del barrio where they throw her chain and then she has to pick it up with her mouth in the mud very very drama (laughs) we're very dramatic but uh yeah i would do like like very poor like Mm -hmm. oh i'm so poor and i don't know Valentina announces that their very special guest judge this week will be actor Alan Estrada. Are you familiar with his work? I've seen him. I am not like a, a super fan. I was more like with Christian. I think he was like one of the first judges. Yes, uh, yes. Because he was in Rebelde, right? Mm-hmm. And he's been in other uh, TV shows. He was in uh, La Casa de las Flores too which are amazing and valentina was also in there too which mm-hmm. it's a tv show like a tv series but it was a telenovela <laughs> all right all right all right the girls are going to grab their script as it's time to decide who they will be playing the scene will be called villain therapy Matraka tells us that she has to be smart and choose a role that will appear through the piece and the girls take a look at the roles and first we hear that regina likes the role zoriada she's claiming it now because the bitch wants her she wants to play the part Christian yes, but- will already start to form a sentence and be like, I know that you want to play this part and I want to play this part. And Arjina and her silver space jacket will tell her that she already let her be Veronica Castro, which is a timeout hold up moment. That's a plot point we didn't know. Since we didn't have our walkthrough last week before Snatch Game, we didn't know they both wanted to do Veronica Castro 
and it appears that Regina let her have it. I think that would have been important to know and really interesting last week. Yeah, I think that would be be important. I I think they they did rely a lot on like Mexican culture to know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know who Veronica Castro is. She is iconic, of course. She was also in La Casa de las Flores, and she like ev- she's been everywhere, of course. Yeah. Um, she is someone that they do play a lot. So I. I, I wouldn't be like guessing that how many auditions had her as a snatcher. Of, of course. And how many auditions are going to come in with her. Absolutely. Now, if you had to play a character on Snatch Game for Mexico, who would it be? Uh, well, in an audition I did for another franchise, uh, I think I'll do a Chapo. Okay. All right. Nice. Chapo or... I will do, I don't know, I like doing like very stupid things. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll do like maybe Cantinflas. He's also like a very known Mexican character. Because nice. I feel like a lot of people will go with Veronica or Maria Felix or stuff like that. Christian says that she's the authentic Veronica Castro and Regina calls her insufferable. But Christian says that this is a competition and they're all looking for their interests and even calls Regina a bastard in confessional. Now, if you were on Drag Race, would you fight for a role or would you allow it to be more of a group decision? Oh, no, I'll stab a bitch. Oh, yeah? So yeah, if you want the role, like, it's yours. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll disclose something that happened in mexico i don't do it here in new york i learned but back in mexico i did i was also in other competitions a very famous one back home uh and they still know me about well that uh i didn't want to do a lip sync i was like very mad because i did not agree that i should be lip syncing i was like no and i flipped a table so <gasps> Oh, oh wow. yeah. I mean, listen, during my time at Iconic, we may have or may not have had a contestant who didn't want to do a lip sync either and didn't even participate and left. Uh, but that's a whole different story. And I'm sure you I'm sure you've heard that story. But if you haven't, uh, get me drunk one night when I come to Icon and you hear it. <laughs> Christian will claim that she let her be the queen in the musical, but Regina will ignore that and start listening to the, the characters that she would not be right for. Kadishan will try to get the girls to tell her no, she's totally like the other characters, but Arhina is not letting them have this. Margaret will chime in and say she wants to play Paola, but wait, Matraka wants it too. Margaret will say that Matraka says she wanted Pereza, but Matraka wants Paola also, and Gala's like, are you going to play them at the same time? And Margaret just wants her to make up her mind and just let her have the role she wants. So Rahina will suggest that they, quote, draw lots for roles and let it be up to fate and be randomly assigned. Now, that was obviously what the caption said, that they would draw lots. What does that mean? What was that reference? Because that didn't make sense in English. I mean, they were like doing like uh, rock, paper, scissors. Like they were like uh-huh. to faith or whatever. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I think they said chin champu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like, and then and then it said draw lots. Okay, because that's yeah, it, didn't, yeah. it didn't make sense. Yeah, that's because the, the, the ca- like shampoo instead of like rock paper. The captions sometimes not very good, not very yeah. good translations. I do not watch it with captions, so you're lucky. 
<laughs> I do want to Spain one because I their Spanish is so weird. Right. All right. They're gonna agree to this, and then I'm like, whoa, what a bold mood. Would you let fate decide your character? Uh, I mean, if I really want a character, I would I'd be pissed. But I will be like, I'm that bitch and I can do any character. That's the attitude to have. Yeah, especially because like all of these villains are villains from very iconic uh, telenovelas that literally they're still in rewatch. Like, I think I saw most of them in rewatch with my housekeeper, like in Mexico. I love that. Matraka will say that the real challenge is not playing the role, but picking the role. And sure seems to be that way here. Now, before we let fate decide, it's let's see if anyone will have a pick at a part first. Lady Carol agrees to play Canolina Creel. Margaret is stuck on Paula and says that it fits her like a dildo. Um, great. Good for her. <laughs> I don't agree though, because uh, I will be very intimidated by uh, Carolina Creel. Uh, mm-hmm. She's a great actress, and that's one of the most iconic villains in all yeah. of telenovela history so i'll be if i was to choose i'll be like kind of scared because you have to make it like as iconic as this yeah. actress did it gala will have zarafiro and christian will ask matraca about playing Paritza, and the bitch has now changed her decision and wants a different role and so she wants to play Temaria. um make up your mind girl just pick one you have three now it's now down to Parisa and Zoraida, Christian versus Rahina. They will play a rousing game of rocks, paper, scissor. Fate has decided that Rahina gets her way and Christian is not going to get what she wants. She's not happy. And she hopes that the judges will sympathize and understand with her. Now it's all fun and games as Rahina literally thinks the girls think her and Christian will fight fiercely till the end of the competition. And honestly, I feel like that's the way the season's going. I mean, I I feel like there are I, four people who could win. Two people I don't think can win based yeah. off, especially off of this episode. Um, I think uh, they do have like, for example, with with Regina, she was already in one like sister franchise, so she's kind of mm-hmm. like known. So I think that helps her a lot. Like at the end of the day, it is a show sure. production and stuff like that. So I think that helps her a lot. I mean, she's bringing it. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. She's like slaying the game. But for example, Christian, someone that I personally didn't know. I like. I was around in the scene back in Mexico, and I never heard of them. So I'm like, whoa, work. You are bringing, like, I have sisters here, but bitch, bring it. Now, did you watch Rahina on Queen of the Universe? I watched some some episodes, not all of them. And not because I didn't like it. It's because, like, sometimes they're so long. Like, the, like, <laughs> like, can you move forward? Now, did you watch this season, season two? Yes. Where Mexico brought home the crown. Yes, this is what I did watch, yes. <laughs> um, Tiger Brava, very, very talented dragon. But I still, I still think that like some of the things should be moved a little bit faster. Yeah, that's fair. Listen, television, they, they got you for an hour and they're going to make you sit there for a full hour. Yeah. So, okay. 
you can help me out here. I decided to go on the Drag Race Mexico Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. and I've learned that the roles the girls got are actually in fact, inspired by real characters from real telenovelas. Yes. So I want to go through them because the show didn't necessarily... Um, yeah, they didn't reference it. Yeah. ...just as much as we could. But let's see um, how you can guide us through some of these. Christian's Pareza Christian's is based on Teresa from Teresa, which you had mentioned earlier. Yeah. Gara Zerfiro is based on Ruby from Ruby. Um, tell us about that show. What, what's that one about? Ruby is is kind of uh, similar to Teresa. She's she's a bitch. She's like someone with like money and like I want to be this. Like have all them like uh, Teresa and Ruby. They're kind of like the same theme that she is actually in love with a guy, but then she goes with the guy that she actually doesn't like, but has money. And like there's this famous monologue that she's like, between being and not being, I am. And like, and I, I want money and like, I'm not going to cry for love. I want money. I, I stupid poorness. Like she says, like, I don't want to be poor anymore. So I get like that feeling. Like that. So they're like evil because of the money and they want to marry into money and stuff like that. So they're the main protagonist, but the same, it's like an antihero kind of. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Lady Kato's Crinolina is based on Carolina Creel from Cuno de Lobos. Cuno de Lobos, yes. Margaret's Pala is based on Palabracho from La Usurpadora. La Usurpadora, yes. Matraca's Temaria is based on Maria Paula from Lazos de Amor. Mm-hmm. And Regina Zorada is based on Soraya Montenegro from Maria del Barrio. Yes. Now, of the six characters, which character would you have wanted to play? Uh, I am very familiar with, I mean, of course, Teresa iconic, like there's so many phrases, like even if you go on Instagram, they're re- like the reels and how mm-hmm. like she's always saying like, maldita pobreza and stuff like that, like saying I'm not going to be poor and stuff like I think that's I will choose either Teresa or Soraya because Soraya, she's also a meme, like she's a meme of like Christ in Spanish. Like seduces in Spanish, gets horny in Spanish. Like she is such an iconic role. And Itati Cantora, she's a great actress too. Uh, and like she's she's crazy. Like she legit got crazy in there. I love it. We are going to visit Lolita and Valentina on the green screen as the queens will rehearse their scene. And I found it very interesting that we didn't see them in their looks and actual filming it, um, which is rare because we always see them actually filming, not rehearsing it. Um, but it's nice to see things a little differently from time to time. I mean, I think sometimes, uh, like in the regular season, you know, the other franchise, uh, I feel like sometimes when they put everything like that, you kind of already go thinking like, oh, they're going to do good or bad mm-hmm. or whatever. And the way they did it this time, I thought something else. And then it showed, like, I was like, oh, that's, it looked very different. This time they basically told us you're going to be critiqued on everything because you don't know what you're fucking doing. Yeah. (laughs) We learned that this scene is villain therapy for the characters to admit that they are powerless in the face of villainy. We will start with Lady Keto, who will immediately get a note from Valentina that the character is intense, but she also wants to be funny with command. Gala will say that Lady Keto's performance is floppy and is more in line with a street vendor than a villainess. 
this is what I meant with like this is such an iconic villain mm -hmm. that I mean it's a soap opera and soap operas are like they're so over the top that they're, absolutely they're comedic like you she could actually gone into that realm of like kind of like Itati Cantora like she literally went and screamed like ah like throwing yourself and being like ah you know uh there's this famous scene of, of it's another telenovela like she is run by a by a car and she just like hits her head with like the mirror like the front mirror and then she's like in the in the floor like play that like you seen it yeah. we all grew up in that and i do agree with that now that it was more like just screaming rather mm -hmm. than exaggerating and this is the opportunity to over exaggerate absolutely now it's time to watch regina who will be told by lolita that she started an octave too high and asks her how she will top that lady Kera says that she was already overacting but that's not a bad thing especially lady Kera, when you're not overacting yes i i agree with that Next, we will watch Gala, who is playing the sex kitten again, a whore once again. It's her nature. And Valentina says that if she's playing a character she's played before in a stereotypical way, she asks her to try another approach so the audience can see she's versatile. And I ask, how many different ways can you play a whore? Well, uh, since she's, you know, I think what she was trying to say is more like be the character that it is based on. Sure. Uh, yes, she is. She is a puta. She's a whore, right? In the, <laughs> in the original one, but also like maybe express like the money situation, the desire of like you want to dominate a man or yeah. dominate someone because you want to obtain their power or so. Because that's some of the themes that you always get there. Rahina says it didn't turn out well for Gala to choose the character she did, as it's the same role they've seen before. Matraka is up next, and we will watch this scene include a slap from Gala, and yes, the bitch actually hit her. After they all laugh, Lolita will ask Matraka if she likes her character, and the bitch had the nerve to say no. Wow! Wow! But Lolita will ask her if she watched the show, referring to Lazos de Amor, but she says no, because she was born in 1998. What a bitch. What a bitch um making me feel old uh and yes lolita tell her youtube exists i mean that is not an excuse because there's so many reruns like i'm sorry right. but i even like there's this super old telenovela that i watch if it's entertaining you might as well watch it there's a lot of very intense um, telenovelas that I've mm -hmm. seen that they're very interesting that I always consider myself someone who is like, I'm not really into telenovelas, but then I end up like eating. <laughs> I love that. Mataka knows that once she leaves, it's her duty as a homosexual to educate herself on these soap operas. Lolita tells her that the character was very sweet, but would then snap. Margaret is up and after like three words in, Lolita comes in and asks her, what makes this character so iconic? And once again, she has not watched the show in question. Lolita <laughs> wants to know why she was forced to work with uncultured teenagers. Could you imagine being RuPaul when um, she makes references and none of the queens in America know what she's talking about? Now Lolita gets it. I mean, yeah. Uh, I just feel like 
these telenovelas are telenovelas that you should know mm -hmm. i will maybe exchange some of them but in general these are very well-known telenovelas Matraca says the youngest girls, Matraca, Lady Carol, Margaret, don't know what they're doing as they don't know the references. So it's up to the leading roles, um, Gara, Regina, and Christian, to know what to do. Valentin will suggest that they read the character description so they can create their voice, their tone, and the reason why the character is the way they are. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh my God, just let production give them a single iPad so they can like watch an hour of YouTube and learn about these characters <laughs> so the scene didn't look like a dumpster fire. Um, you know, especially after Lolita tells them that their expectations are high as it is a tribute to telenovela villains. I mean, mm, well, like, for example, Cuna de Lobos, Teresa, Ruby, I don't think you have to tell people who they are or Mariela del Barrio. Like, I met people from the Philippines who have watched this telenovela. Mm -hmm. And they and know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, maybe the other ones are a little bit more like Mexican culture. I'll sure. like agree with that, but that that would be wouldn't be fair, you know. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that will be okay. Uh, I don't. Maybe ask the other contestant, like, "Hey, what was it?" Exactly. Like exactly i i mean Rohina's ancient according to the rest of the cast she would know them all yeah well la, la usurpadora like for example that one it is very iconic i know that it's not as iconic as the other ones but the plot is very easy like someone can explain to you saying like oh it is like they're twins one is evil one is good that's there it, it is. that's easy that's easy the lights are on in the workroom as it's their big day a ball and an acting challenge Lady Carol will vocalize and literally sound like an alarm. Good for her. I can't make that sound effect, but good for her. She's oh, sensing... yeah, in Mexico is very popular to do. Oh, is it? Yeah. Can you do the sound effect? Oh, wait a second. Uh no, I can't, but um uh it's very it's very popular among like drag queens to do it. Gotcha. She is sensing the finale around the corner and she is motivated and she will demonstrate that in this challenge. So it's time to get into face. Margaret will tell Regina that she had a tarot session with Walter Mercado last week and asks if she actually does tarot and she does. So Margaret will ask her to read her. Be careful what you wish for. So now we're back at the table for this edition of Madam Hot Queen, available 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Regina, I am going to take you up for a tower reading because I need one. <laughs> Christian, like the wise sage she is, says just, she just wants to watch. As someone, sometimes you, you hear things you don't want to like. Ain't that the truth? Have you ever done a tarot reading? Of course, in Mexico, brujería is like very, very known. Uh, but it is true. It is true. Don't ask things you don't want to know. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a saying in Mexico that is like, el que busca encuentra. So it's basically like, if you search, you will find. So it's something, like, it, I think it's the equivalent of like, fuck around and find out. Sure, sure, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's like the same feeling. And I think Christian is saying like, like, be careful with that because you know, I feel like the tarot reading was very accurate. <laughs> it sure was. So Regina will have Margaret ask her future in this 
what her future is in this competition. Uh, really, not the question I would have wanted asked. Like, I wouldn't ask that either. Like, no. I was like, you want that answer? Like, production's literally inches away from you. Like, they might use this against you, depending on what the cards say. Margaret will select a card, and it is the death card. Believe the tarot, bitches. Believe it. But Ahina tells her that a radical change is on the way. They're all going to try to spin it and say that maybe she will win today, but she's never been that high in the competition. Rohina will try to say that it doesn't mean death, while Christian says that it's a new beginning. But either way, radical change. I mean, it is it is true. It is true. Uh, I mean, the card of death, it is just a change, like a new rebirth, mm -hmm. like something has to die, so something else can be born, which Absolutely. is true. It, it, I think Regina was very accurate saying like, hey, it could either mean, you know, what we are all thinking about or, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. or that she will be high. Like it's either or, you know. Meanwhile, but, you know, Lady Kato is like, I don't know if Regina actually knows how to read tarot, but this is entertaining and I like shady shit. <laughs> yes, of course. Matraka wants to get her future told and will ask what will happen to her after the competition. She pulls the star card. Rahina tells her it means enlightenment and says that if you look at the card, you can see water flowing. And that means a very emotional new chapter for her where she'll shine her light on so many people. That's a good card. We like that card. Yeah, I mean, I think like that's a question that is more appropriate. Like, yes, I wouldn't ask questions about the competition, to be honest, if I were there. Meanwhile, if I had a chance right now, I'd be like, will a twink marry me one day? Ah! <laughs> the answer is probably not. All right. Uh, Matraka is touched and feels so comforted, comforted to hear that positive message for her life. And now Lady Keto will ask if she will make peace with herself at some point in her life. Very heavy question here. Um, maybe a little too heavy for Drag Race, but she says that she's her own worst enemy and punishes herself a lot. The card she pulls, Rahina says holds the rein, and she is the one in control of her own life, and Rahina tells her to be careful and not self-sabotage. Lady Kara will cry as she tells us that they're just ghosts she has to reconcile with. And I gotta admit, listen, I have done tarot before, twice. Cried both times. Um, Sherry Poppins made me cry. Sherry Poppins knows how to read tarot? She sure does. She's very oh good at it. Oh my god! Oh yes. I She's a witchy one. That. Yeah. I didn't know that. She's very, very good at it. Um, are you a tarot reader or get the cards read for yourself? Uh, no, I mean, I have like an aunt that she's kind of like a bruja, but sometimes I don't want to ask her. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, I need to go look on Etsy. I'm sure someone has like a drag race deck of tarot cards. Like it has uh, to be I'm out there, right? Pretty sure. I mean, in I my... In my delusion, I want to make my merch one of like the praying candles. I love that. You should do that. That's excellent <laughs> merch idea. Now, Regina will say that, the, that she's usually wrong, but the cards are never wrong. I really liked this moment because it was a way to learn about the queens through a different lens. It didn't feel forced, and it was a really great bonding moment for all the queens. I, I I like that. I mean, I will say that like tower reading and brujeria and all of that stuff, it's very, very brand with Mexico and mm -hmm. like Latin culture. Absolutely. 
Well, the girls are back to painting, but Margaret says that the others got great messages. She's going to believe in the power of positive thinking, so she will manifest that this will be a positive challenge. Poor girl, poor girl. We are already on the main stage because there is a lot to do. We have Valentina looking incredible. Um, those shoulders. She looks like a damn villain. I loved her look. The, the wig for me. Mm -hmm. the, wig. me the wig. Yeah. <laughs> and Lolita is giving us this nude illusion with that black dress, the pink ruffle moment. I was here for both their looks this week. Very, very yeah. well done. Our panel includes Oscar Madurazo, who is sparkling in gold. And then there is Alan Estrada, who is very handsome. Very handsome man. Now, tell us a little bit about Oscar Madurazo, because I still can't figure him out. I mean, I've seen him in some TV shows. Uh, I think he was, like, in something about design in, mm. like, in some design like fashion police or something no no fashion police like he's an actual designer and he gotcha. was like something like fashion design mexico or top model mexico i don't remember mm -hmm. um he he's been around like he's actually good doing like all this fashion stuff and like one of my best friends she is an elite model from mexico and like i've seen him with her like amazing sometime. He 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 seems like he is having the best time of his life on this panel. Yes. I do think though that he has to be splattered a little bit more into the mm -hmm. dress. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to do things a little bit out of order. We're going to start with the acting challenge and then move into the telenovela ball alongside the critiques. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to talk about Villa No More? No mas. <laughs> <laughs> We are welcome to, quote, villain therapy, where it looks like they're in a basement of an evil lair. Um, whatever camera they used, the camera quality was very good. I was impressed. It looked very pretty. <laughs> Each queen will have their moment to plead their villainy, and we will start with Christian as Bresa, who does not want to humiliate her family for being a disgrace because they're poor. Um, very over the top. Very well done. Um, she looked very, very hot. Very sexy. I mean, Teresa is a very hot woman. Like, I love it. And we learned that they do not say the P word there. Yeah. And basically, um, that's the only word that drag artists know is the P word. <laughs> no shade, just T. Margaret Spala is, uh, she's going to suppress the urge to push someone down the stairs. Good for her. Good for her. Um, have you ever had the urge to push someone down the stairs? <laughs> I have. Yes. You know, you're too sweet. Maybe you're too sweet. Push myself sometimes. <laughs> um, I, I will say something here. I loved Margaret's makeup. I'll say that, uh, well, that's like moving ahead, mm -hmm. but... I, I appreciate that she did something different. And she did. But Oscar, she, she did. She does have her, her own like brand. Her brand, yeah, absolutely. All right. Next up, Matraka's character looks very sexy, but for today, she will violently eliminate anyone who tries to stand in the way of her plans and dreams. Why? Because she is pregnant with Martin's child. Oh, no. Very telenovela. Yeah, I don't know why they make that. Like, a child has never hold a man to stay with him. 
Literally never. Never. Um, but this is really going to be the only moment we see from Ataka in this entire scene. Very strange for the result. Very strange. I know, I know. This will start our cat fight with Gada's character, who is also pregnant with Martin's child. Uh, guess what? So is Paula. Um, Martin gets around, doesn't he? Well, uh, I am very telenovela brand. Some of these pregnancies are <laughs> delusion. Delusion, I wait. That's true. We're going to watch this campy slap fest. And I thought this was very, very amazing. It was really well choreographed. But Rahina slapping her own face, I lived. Yes. That was so stupid. I know. I then Alina reminds them that they are there to abandon their villainy. She tells them she was able to make peace with her son, who was one of our sexy pit crew members, with no pants on. Great. Good for him. Now Zafiro will hit on Crenolina and try to seduce her, which led to Pareza trying to do um, a little bit of Shakespeare, to be or not to be. Um, then her earpiece cuts out. She can't do improv. Very, very funny bit. What was this a reference to? Well, like the the be or not be is from Teresa. That's actually very uh, uh-huh. something that she does say when she's like trying to console herself and control herself for being poor right gotcha. um it's it's a reference to that which i appreciated but i think i thought it could have been you know more more that it was very subtle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it took me a minute to be like oh that's that's it is a all right okay good to know Paula will say, don't they need men there until she is told by Carolina that maybe men are the real villains? Listen, if we were talking about Twinks, yes, she is onto something. Twinks I are think, the I think yeah, when I heard that, I was like, yeah. yeah. It's true. And as this is happening, Regina's Zoreda is giving the boy a blowjob. Um, so dumb. So dumb. She will then threaten to blow the place up if she's gone mad, but they will all vow no more men and they will get rid of them together. And then, of course, this leads them to being, can we all be together? We're going to have a little slight little makeout session. And to celebrate their new plan, Carolina will give them a sweat, swig of alcohol. And let's be honest, we knew it was going to be poison from the beginning. It's a classic trope every telenovela does. I know. It's also giving like, uh, what is its name? Jamestown, the Kool-Aid thing. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. Very much that. What performer does not love to die on stage? They were all over the top and silly. And then when you have Canelina bashing the girls over the head with a gavel, very, very silly. Have you ever gotten to die in a drag number? Yes. Isn't it fun? I mean, I always do stupid shit. We love it. I mean, I've I- what have I not? I mean, I've been as handsome Squidward, Jesus Christ. So, Lena <laughs> thinks she's the last remaining OG villain, but Zarifo is still alive. And then, so is Pareza, and there is a fight um, that was actually poorly executed. The stage combat there, not very good. I feel like in that case, uh, Lady was the like kind of nervous, you know, when mm-hmm. like took off. I think Absolutely. like. Either she forgot or like it was maybe improvised and like she was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I think that's why it felt off. 
the moral of the story is but it says that Aoife will rule the world together after a big wig reveal and cut that's a scene I feel like had I known the references this would have been even funnier and a lot more yeah um, yeah a lot of things enjoyable. are like funnier like for example with um Cuna de Lobos uh, she's like a very overbearing ma- mother. So like they joke about like my I made peace with my son. Gotcha. There's a lot of plots like where like the evil person is like the mother that is like don't marry that poor girl or whatever, no. And the guy's like no, I love her and stuff like that. So like some of the jokes and also like the pregnancy because I was like I am pregnant and you know all of I don't know what that's a plot in telenovelas all the, all the time. <laughs> Listen, if it works, it works. Mm. Um, yeah, some of the queens had more to do. Some had less to do. In my opinion, I kind of don't think that the challenge determined placements this week. Yeah, I think that too. Because, well, talking just about the the challenge, uh, looking at the outcome at the end, I was very shocked. I yeah. was expecting someone else or two other people. Well, let's talk about the runways. We have three categories to get through. First up, category is, quote, young girl in her beginnings. In yeah, honor of the runway, the we are going to play sweet and innocent or sitting on a secret. Those are our equivalent to toot and boot. First up is Margaritia, look by Itza Sanchez, hair by Cordelia Durango. This is such a fascinating look because she tackled it in her own way, and that is through the lens of anime and cartoons. I think the color story with the pastels is very pretty. Um, I like the knit idea, but I wish it gave her a little more shape. But the thing that killed me with this look were the Crocs. Burn them. Get rid of them never wear crocs on the main stage oh ever my God, again crocs oh well i'm gonna say that this look is not my favorite from her yeah uh, I, I love margaret she is my girly i was and i am still on such team margaret uh but this look i didn't like i'm not gonna lie i'm I gonna give I- this yeah go ahead I know her drag and I feel like she had this, like she just put it together. And I know like they spend a lot of money. I get that. And I know that I feel like she had something similar or I've seen something before when she's been like in other clubs or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I feel like maybe this was one of the looks that, oh, let me put like this together. Right. That's fair. That makes sense. I'm going to give this a sitting on a secret. (laughs) I don't, I, I don't like this. I love my girl, but I don't like this. The audience agrees. 42% sweet and innocent, 58% sitting on a secret. Yeah. Next up is Matraca, look by Leonardo Domena. Again, she did it through her lens of drag, but I think this was way more successful because I could see this character on a telenovela. I love all the fabrics and the patterns that are all patched together to create the dress. Her makeup is remarkable. It's so beautiful. Those wide eyes work for this persona. And then the teeth gave you that little moment of camp. I love this country girl on her way to a new beginning. There is so much potential for a story. What did you think about Matraca's look? Uh, With Matraca's, I really like, that's like the route I would have gone to. Mm -hmm. And it's also given me uh, this like, uh, 
comedy act that is very known in Mexico, uh, a la India Marianne, it's giving me very that. And I, I do like it because it's like very understandable. Like, oh, okay, this is something like maybe you see on the streets in Mexico. Yeah, I loved it. I'll give it a sweet and innocent. Yes. Audience, 89% sweet and innocent, 11% sitting on a secret. Lady Keto, hair by Vanessa Black. In the scope of Lady Keto's arc on Drag Race, this is a very different look as it's more graphic, um, especially in the face. I think she took a wild risk and it didn't necessarily pay off. The makeup is very anime, but the rest of the look is very pedestrian. And it's hard to portray a child in drag, but as it goes against the ideals of, you know, serving shape, this kind of looks like a sack being put on her body. I think the best part was the toy stuck in her hair. It was very juvenile in that way. What did you think of Lady Carol's look? I feel like if the goal of this ball, and now we'll put it like together with Margaret, is that you're telling this story that maybe you are the protagonist and then becoming the villain. Uh, right. You're, you're not a child. You are like the heroine here. So I, I think they got lost into that, like the innocence of the heroine through innocence as like as a child. Cause it's giving sure. me more that and not like, oh, I'm starting like, oh, I'm so nice and and even like if you're trying to give that reference, like, okay, give me the reference of like all of those uh, child telenovelas because we had like mm -hmm. novelas for children, like the girl with the blue backpack, like maybe do that. But I feel like this is giving me more Melanie Martinez. I think like, yes, it is a risk that didn't pay off. And I love Lady Keto too because she also has work for, for Drag Story Hour. I will give this a sitting on a secret, not the best of the yeah. night. Yeah, I will put that too in sitting on a secret. Audience, 26% sweet and innocent, 74% sitting on a secret. Next up, Christian Peralta, no designers listed. Uh, this was Ugly Betty Realness. She went for a more teenage approach to this look, and I think it was very playful. Um, I think this would work much better in an acting scene rather than a runway, as it wasn't the most extravagant. And we know this bitch can serve a look. It's very playful and cute. She portrayed a fun character that matched the nerdy glasses and the frizzy hair. For me, it felt very safe. Uh, yes, I did like it though, because it is giving reference to both iconic things in Mexico. I mean, Betty La Fea was mm -hmm. uh, like iconic too. Um, and La Chilindrina, which is like a, like a very famous TV show iconic. I think it's giving homage to both of those, like the transformation of Betty La Fea that will happen right. eventually and La Chilindrina. I'm going to give this a soft, sweet and innocent. Yeah, I'll give it like a soft pass, yes. Audience, 68% sweet and innocent, 32% sitting on a secret. Next up, Garavaro, look by Avas, hair by La, La Toria Vixen. It is a doll come to life. I think she didn't need to go so heavy in the eyes because then I wouldn't be as terrified as I was. Like that was Annabelle realness. Um, I like the references and the cuteness of the look. She's giving you the baby doll silhouette, which works if you are going for a young girl persona. I do like the blue and yellow, how playful they were with one another. I would not have gone with a pink shoe personally. The curls were in the hair were fabulous. The doll split was so smart in that runway um, walk. I thought this was pretty well executed. I I think like look overall beautiful. Yes. 
Do I think it's what the wrong way is asking for? No. No. Correct. Yeah. That and that's what is interesting about this whole ball is some of them didn't do what the challenge was trying to make them yes. do. Yes. I feel like they overcomplicated it. Like if yeah. you know telenovelas, you know the iconic telenovelas, like you could have taken like the heroine of one telenovela, like the innocent one, like literally you could have been Mariela del Barrio, you could have been uh Ami, La Niña de la Mochila Azul, like all of these heroines that we all know. And then you could like choose each character for for all of the like the ball, right? Right. Which you can make reference for. Absolutely, that's the way to do it. I will give this a sweet and innocent though. I will uh, sitting on secret. A all right, there it is. Beautiful look, but I don't think it's fitting the quota. I will say like it's happening the same that Lady Kero and Margaret and Margaret that they're like it's you're the hero not just a child that's fair the audience they like this look 83 percent sweet and innocent 17 percent sitting on it's a secret not ugly. it's not obvious regina voce look by marafama jewels by gustavo hoguera uh, she's going <laughs> she's going for this like eliza doolittle style character as like a girl coming out from the trash i think what she has done here is she's giving a little more sense of drag through camp it feels more like a drag look that you would see in a drag race challenge the only issue is that i'm she did look a little older than um at least a young ingenue um, that being said, if I were to judge it that way, it's an amazing silhouette. The fabrics do blend well together. And bonus points, she lined the dress. Good job. She lined a dress. I love when queens do that. What did you think about this look? Because I feel like it is a little bit divisive. Uh, so I, I get that you get the, the reference, like saying that that. I feel like it's playing more into, I don't know if you know Gloria Trevi, who, well, mm -hmm. she was in the first game. Uh, she's also from my, from my city. Mm-hmm. So very like she's a controversial figure yes. but gloria trevi kind of like played that like grungy like from the hood like kind of like j-lo aesthetic you sure. know uh i think she's playing onto that and also playing into like mariela del barrio like i come from the trash uh mm -hmm. but i don't think it was very effective with the dress like i right. like yeah but I think like maybe another outfit would have been better. That's fair. I I will put this like in the middle. I, I agree. I think it's right in the middle. I will give it like a soft, sweet, and innocent because at least it it's kind of more on theme. Audience, 84% sweet and innocent, 16% sitting on the secret. Next up. Yeah, it's Had like a, very in the middle, very in the yeah. middle. Category is Lady of the House. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Drama Mama or Resting on Pedestrian. Okay. First up, look for Margaret. Yeah, the look is by Margaret. I really would love to know what the prompt actually physically said when they received their packet for Drag Race. Um, and I would love to know what her thought process was for this ball because she's really going in her own lane once again. Um, she's giving me like teen girl who's going to shop in Beverly Hills. I think the sparkling with the Titan gloves are fun. She's literally wearing a baby doll dress this time, which desperately needed to be a tad longer. I mean, <laughs> an extra layer. I do love the color story. Very true to Margaret. 
Um, I'm just not sure I understand the interpretation to Lady of the House. So I like for telenovelas, normally what happens or like a theme that happens is like from be poor, like mm -hmm. I told you, like they marry and then they like live in this lavish thing, which is something that does happen in Mexico that you become like a new rich and you start like being very like flamboyant about sure. it, which is like really weird and over the top and like kind of like forgetting your roots so it's kind of like that like uh, maybe like how you will see like upper east side moms <laughs> yes yes like uh -huh. kind of like that i think like that's a prompt because in telenovelas they happen like that like they're like you're now a lady of society but then it's like i don't want anyone to know that i was poor right okay okay i can hear see that so did this fit the brief for you uh, I like in the middle, cause I feel like more than being the lady of the house, you are the child product of that marriage. I agree. I think that's what I saw more. So, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to go resting on pedestrian on this one. Yes. I, I agree with that. I, again, I love her. I, she has great outfits that I don't know why they didn't come. That's fair. Audience, 33% drama, Mama, 67% resting on pedestrian. Next up, Matraca, look by Giovanni Yargo, hair by Mara Blue. This is absolutely gorgeous. She is giving you Lady of the House with her own Matraca touch. I love this seafoam green gown with this brilliantly lined fuchsia pulling in the flower colors and then the gloves. Honestly, I think it's the gloves that sold it. They are simple and white, but effective in portraying this character. I could see this woman descending the stairs as she hosts this grand dinner party where her only goal is to expose the deceit in the room. I am getting so much life out of this and I am incredibly impressed by this gown. Yes, I agree. I, it's giving me very like old school, like kind of like a Porphyrian era that mm -hmm. you have like very, very filthy rich people when there was like really poor people dying outside. And I think they did reference to, or maybe like it's giving homage to that. There's this famous uh, telenovela called um, uh, Lazos de Amor, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, that is like in the revolutionary era. So very, very like that. And yeah. I think it's hitting the theme of what I said, like, oh, you're now like, Ooh. yeah. If and I had that body, I would wear that every day to the supermarket. It was so no, pretty. because you're a wealthy woman now. You got that's true. That's true. That. I would wear that to tell someone to go to the supermarket for me. <laughs> I will give this an absolute drama, Mama. Yes. Audience, ninety-four percent drama, Mama. Six percent resting on pedestrian. Lady Keto, uh, hair by Limonada de la Barbie Deluxe. All season long, I've been on her case for serving the same silhouette. Well, maybe she was on it something as she knew how to make it work for her body. This look was just not as perfect. She has the ever so slightest hourglass shape, but I think she needed to cinch just a bit more to match the, um, the, the breastplate and the butt. Um, I love that she's giving us Davina de Campo realness with a silver dress and a red wig. Um, I do wish the wig had a little more volume. Give us a statement moment. The fur was a great touch. She's got the money now. I think this was almost there. Yeah. I mean, I will say the hair. I, I do know Limonada. She's done yeah. some of 
hair too. I love her. Oh, it's a beautiful wig. It's absolutely stunning. I just like. I just wanted to shout her out because she's she amazing. A- Great job. <laughs> um, but I think like this is giving me more showgirl rather than the lady of the house that you know I would I. I do work for really rich ladies here in New York, and they don't. I will never. Oh, this is that. this is like going to a twenties flapper party. Yeah, it's giving me more like you are trying right now to snatch the rich husband. <laughs> That's now that fair. you already have it. Maybe she's looking for a second husband. <laughs> <laughs> I will give this a soft drama, Mama, because I do think there is at least a little bit of a story there. I mean, I feel like it's giving the elegance, like the coat that's giving yeah. very you mm-hmm. know upper society yes I, I i think it's more in the middle audience 67 percent drama mama 33 percent resting on pedestrian christian Peralta, no designers listed okay i get the power this character has based on the look but it felt very simplistic in the storytelling i want drama this is giving me pedestrian like an exposed corset no ma'am love the makeup and hair very lady gaga um, I think she could have gone even bigger with this look. Yes, I agree. This one is giving me pedestrian. And, and for someone that's been giving like great content, this is a no for me. Like she's had other gowns she could have worn for this one. It is the same feeling I have with Margaret that I feel like, oh, it's something that I have. I'm yeah, gonna- that's fair. Um, I'm going resting on pedestrian for this one. Yes. Audience, 78% drama, mama, 22% resting on pedestrians. So they did like it, but no, no, they're, you're wrong, I audience. I think they're resting more like we like Christian. That's I think so. I think so. Garavaro, look by Edwin Munoz, hair by Fernando Garcia, jewels by Gustavo Huguera. This too feels a bit youthful for the character category, but I bet she said, I have gray hair on, so it works. Um, what she did do is presented drag. Like, this is a fabulous drag look. Yeah, this is drag. I, I think it's, this it's is so drag. good. Uh, she's giving you colored zebra print in blue and purple, and they complement each other very well. It's balanced in the worlds of opposite. I don't care for the pink belt. Black would have been better. But if you are going to bring pink in, you have to introduce it somewhere else on the look. But her makeup, um, possibly the most beautiful we've seen all season, it's flawless. I, the, this by itself, like like the other look, beautiful. Absolutely. It's like, stunning. Again, I don't think it fits the brief. No, she probably had it in her closet. She's like, this is amazing. I'm going to wear it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It looks amazing, though. So pretty. But I don't think it's giving what they were asking for. Yeah, and that's why and I'm stuck. pedestrian. I'll say it's, that. And that and I will. I'll go safe, drama mama, simply because it's not pedestrian. It's great, okay. and the audience they're they're with us. Ninety percent drama mama, ten percent resting on pedestrian, and finally, Rahina Voce, look my Marafama, jewels by Gustavo Huguera. This is exactly what I expected for this category. This woman is rich and she is showing you in her outfit, but she is so wealthy that she can't buy taste and comes out looking so tacky. It is so camp. It is so drag. It is so telenovela. Um, The shoulders are drama. The hair is big. And I almost wondered, like, what would a bigger wig look like? Um, I really love this. Yeah, this is exactly how my clients look like. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. And then they ask me insane question like, Oh, Laura, do you want like a Xanax? I like so stress. And I was like, for what? Getting your name wrong? 
And I would say, yes, please. And I will sell it to my friends who desperately need it. Sometimes they ask me very, very insane questions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this was a really fun look and it, it, it had no taste and that's why it worked. So I think tacky. this one, it's borderline pedestrian, but I think it's, it's like dramatic because yes. it hits the brief very well. Yes. So I would put it like, okay, you are doing the drama and everything. And also the acting, I think like that make it all together. Absolutely. It's a drama mama for me. Yes, I agree with that too. Audience 83% drama mama, 17% resting on pedestrian. Category is damn villain. In honor of the runway, we are going to play evil villain or goody two-shoes. Starting with Margaret Yeah, no designers listed. In the scope of Margaret's story, I think this character was what we were going to get in her three-character arc. We'll discuss it in a bit, but there are colors that are associated with villains, and I don't think pink is one of them. I feel like, though, she's trying to give, like, Regina George mean girls, but when you look at the mug, it kind of looks like a Muppet. Um, yeah. I like the dress, not the scarf. I, I, I'm confused, I think. I... I do like the makeup. I think from the three looks, I like the storyline of this one. However, I do agree with the color. If you want to keep it like cohesive and like with the the color storyline, because I think like she went from like pinks, like soft pastel mm-hmm. pinks and, and colors like that, then like like this pink yes. and then to a darker pink. I think maybe you should have done like maybe a red that's more like mm-hmm. more that and it's still like together with the color palette you know absolutely i think that would be more cohesive or like maybe a um what is this it's like a red but more like maroon burgundy yeah a burgundy a burgundy yes yeah Lolita, like the evolution of her runway, as it seems to have the same anime reference, which she likes. She says in the acting challenge, she says that she clearly has not seen the usurper, as it says in English. Oscar says that he only liked that this influencer suddenly became this because we don't know how old influencers will look like in the future, which is very scary. Um, He says, on the other hand, it's clear that she will never do another makeup and she is stuck there. Did you not watch the acting challenge, sir? You are a liar. I think that's what I meant with I don't think yeah. he's very well versed like into drag. Like I I get what he's saying. I understand what he's saying. However, sometimes like you know, some drag queens have their own brand of makeup. Like yeah. I'll, I'll say, you wouldn't like, say that to Trixie Mattel. Yeah, exactly. Valentina says she sees her as very comfortable in the competition and wants to see more layers and sees her uncomfortable. She wants to see her in drag, bitch. She wants to see the fire that proves she really wants to be there. This look, I'm going to give it a goody two-shoes. I, I'm i more like in the middle, but yeah, compared to the rest, is very safe. The audience could not make a decision. 50% evil villain, 50% goody two-shoes. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's in the middle. However, I'll say that, again, I love Margaret, and Margaret is actually really fucking famous back home. Yeah. This Uh, is just helping her on a global scale. She is an icon. Like, legit, she is an icon. Amazing. Like, honestly, in my opinion, I don't think she needed uh, Drag Race Mexico. But... 
I feel like they were demanding more from her, especially Valentina, because Valentina mm -hmm. has worked with her before. They've done stuff together. Uh, also, Margaret has worked in Chicago, so she knows some of the Drag Race girls and everything like that. I think they were expecting more of her, and I think she was also feeling that pressure of herself, like, I have to give more because I am like this big. Absolutely. Next up, Matraka. Look by Leonardo Menia, hair by Mana Blue. Alexa, play ELO's Evil Woman. This is straight out of a Disney modern princess story. I know this woman is up to no good. There is so much drama in this black gown and how the tool cascades in a fashionable moment that almost looks like a dark cloud just engulfing her. The mug is beautiful. And even with the tiniest of aging makeup, she still has her youth. I love the gray hair. And I think, again, a wider styling would have done wonders as it's just a bit small compared to the tool. But overall, excellent job on the runway. Yes, I love this look. Like, I will believe that uh in a set of a telenovela like coming out of the big stairs like yeah i believe that i i do like it i like more the other look but i do too i do too i agree i do i do like this i think it is it's villain lily loved her runway and specifically this look she wants it she says in the acting challenge she didn't see ties of love as they could tell okay. valentina and says that when she went from her young look to her older look she loved it she wants her to evolve and blend her makeup up to pop more alan says as far as the acting challenge like everyone he says that drag is a very individual art and like a monologue and says they have to learn to work as a team okay great i'm gonna give this an evil villain no yeah uh of course a villain i will i agree though with the like the challenge mm -hmm. that it wasn't you know cohesive bad. yeah um the audience obsessed with this look 100 evil villain it is. oh hair by pechi la pechi i'm not seeing oh evil. my god what yeah <gasps> you i started doing drag with with her she <gasps> used to be in my house a pechi I love that. Well, she did the hair. Uh, I'm not necessarily seeing evil. I'm just getting tacky, wealthy granny. I love the crystallized hair. It is so different from Lady Keto, but it is so well styled. There are a lot of elements to this look, and I think um, work for an older woman, namely the abundance of accessories. She's yeah. giving me Chico's had a sale and she bought the entire rack. Um, like I have seen women wear that belt before, and I know all the old ladies who own it. I think it's safe and close to the category. I wanted something that had a little more villainous elements to the eyes, at least. What did uh, you think? I think the makeup, I don't mind that it's like an older woman. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the makeup could have been like more dramatic, more yeah. like. Especially like if you already did in the challenge, um, Katarina Creel, mm -hmm. like own it, like be her. Sure. You've done that. Wear another eye patch. Ah! Or not an eye patch, but like, uh, like embody that. Absolutely. No, I get what you're saying. Lolita loves the look and says the details of the rosary she loves it because it has a message and represents what is old-fashioned and what is rotten in society in the acting challenge she says that what went in one ear went out the other she didn't see evilness 
Oscar says that she got lost in the first look and like Marihia, she made the same mistake and they look like Japanese girls coming to get married. He says in the sketch, she always has an angle and is charismatic, but it didn't help because the sketch didn't work. Valentina says that she was very ambitious to pick Catalina Creel and feels like she didn't get to the level that she had to get for the role. I'm going to give this look a, yeah, I'm going to give this look a soft evil villain. Yeah, I, I agree with that because it's like it does get villain, but I think that, you know, in the runway, you've got to be in the presence of that. Yes. yes. Like, I'm the owner of this house and you mm-hmm. do what the fuck I want. Like, I think that will be more, you know, dominating. I agree. Audience 67% evil villain, 33% goody two shoes. Christian Peralta, no designers listed. I think the silhouette is perfect. It's giving me evil a queen vibes. The makeup. It's giving full-on facelift. It's the color that throws me off. Chartreuse is a bit too light for a villain. It wanted to be like a dark green if she wanted to be in the green family. But I'm getting like rich bitch who's been botched compared to villain. Wait, wait, I'm trying to, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think the color did not, it does, I get it like the reference from Disney, like Disney does Mm -hmm. like for villain a lot. But I feel like in the telenovelas that I've seen, the villains don't have like much fun with their colors. No. So I wouldn't present the villain like that. Yeah, if it was like black or purple, then I'm like, yeah, I can see it definitely. And maybe if like the story was like she's obsessed of being like pretty and mm-hmm keeping the husband, the rich husband, something like that, adding some of the jewels. Yeah. I, I, I again feel like she had this and just brought it and said, okay, I'm gonna make it villain. And yeah, she's like green for money. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Lolita says she took advantage of her time in the spotlight and says she was the one that's shown the most that she knew how to do it better. Put a pin on that one. She might lie. Oscar would disagree and say that she didn't shine as the sketch wasn't good and she stayed flat and knows she can give more. Alan will say he liked the runway as it was one of the few that he could fully understand. And Valentina says the look as a villain. She loves the makeup but feels the color is a little too happy for a villain. I'm going to go soft evil villain because I do think the garment itself is stunning but wasn't quite there. Yeah, I I agree with that. And to the note, I'm going to agree in some parts and disagree in some parts because i thought they did a great job i did too overall like counting the the challenge right mm-hmm. uh do i think they could have done better yes but like seeing overall i thought it was good compared to others audience 89 percent evil evil villain 11 percent goody tissues Galavaro, look by Idrina Munoz, hair by Lotaria Vixen, jewels by Gustavo Haguera. I love this silhouette again. It's rich bitch with money. There is so much drama. The gown is stunning. Is it evil? That's debatable. What she did with the face is so camp and creative. I love that she gave you those giant plush lips, a giant eye patch, and skin that only reveals one eye. I can see this woman and her henchmen plotting a plan. I think this is full villain because this mm-hmm. is what I meant with the reference. Like, yeah, you have an iconic villain from another telenovela. That's a camp drag homage to a villain of a telenovela. I think this is fabulous. I 
this is my favorite villain look. Yeah, I'm not it's so lie. good. Lolita says that this costume is in the Matraca Museum and they will dedicate a corner for Gala. She thinks it's very pretty. She thinks they chose the characters poorly and set up traps for themselves as she tells her that she, they know she's hot in the legs of Mexico. She gave them another variant of the Gala that all of the Mexico knows and the truth is it's not enough. Alan says that they need to be careful to ensure from a to ensure form a valuable as substance. He says in her case, she forced on form, which is amazing. And she looked beautiful and each of the looks were incredible, but the substance was confusing. Valentina says the look mesmerizes her and would have just liked if she could move her mouth. She asks her what if she asks the lips and Gangala will remove the lips and she is painted underneath. It's not I a love that. moment. I love that. <laughs> And Valentina will admit that she should have tried that when she had a lip sync, but she didn't know the lip sync anyway. So hashtag greedy. To be honest, oh, they're going to kill me, but I don't care. I'm here in the United States, here in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to kill me when I go back. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Some of the lip syncs I've been like hoping for more. Yes. I don't know the girls who can lip sync and the ones who can't, but uh, I will say that I learned how to properly lip sync to actually know my words when I moved here to the United States. Because uh, I feel like in Mexico, they see more stunts and not really care about your mouth. Okay. Um, so I was very disappointed about that, but you know, it happens. You have you gotta learn somewhere, and I got to learn here in in USA. There it is. Um, I'm gonna give Galavaro an evil villain. My favorite. Audience: seventy eight percent evil villain, twenty two percent goody two shoes, and finally, Rahina Voce, look by Manafama, Jules by Gustavo She really is giving me Russian granny to be to the mob boss. Mob boss. I'm not sure it's very villainous though. What she does present fits in the storyline throughout the ball. This is a lady who has one more scheme before she goes. I'm not sure that I love the silver drippings because they do feel like they're a bit arts and crafts and I wish it felt a little more regal, but is it, it is a good look and the safest of her three looks. I feel like this is what like the vision that Lady Kero had in her yes. mind. And that's what I would like look more for, like in that like villain. This is giving me drag, uh, Lady Tremaine, basically. There it is. I'm here for it. Lolita will correct herself and say that it wasn't Christian who shown the most. It was her. She says she was able to own her character and says it didn't remind her of Itari Cantorel, but it didn't bother her as she proposed a different villain. Oscar says that he loves seeing her on stage and only time he got a telenovela moment was when she dropped her knees in the corner. And Valentina says that her clothes are of good quality, but she wants to see his style because she feels that everything is very pageant and safe and wants to see her in a little bit more couture. I okay. agree with the, the challenge thing because if you have such an iconic, an iconic villain you got a reference and it's like it's the villain that even people who do not watch the telenovela know about like there's so many memes i was a bit disappointed that um like make a reference of like the most iconic part like it was just a one-time reference and it was not that big i was like a bit disappointed i was like mm -mm. i'm gonna give her look a evil villain 
It's an evil villain, yes. But I like in the challenge and overall, I was like, mm, okay. Audience 90% evil villain, 10% goody two shoes. Oh, the, things- good. the audience is like, what are, they, what are they nightmares? Clowns or like. <laughs> The queens head backstage. Margaret says they all thought they did amazing, but apparently it was shit. Christian is very uncomfortable, she says with those lips. Regina says they were all nervous and depressed as they said horrible things to them. And Gala says they are not going to take it easy. And to a certain extent, she thinks that demoralization is part of the judge's job. Do you agree? Is it? Um. Yes and no. I mean... I am very against uh, like critiques just by critiquing. Like, mm-hmm. if you're gonna critique me, at least give me like, what can I work on? Because one thing exactly. is, like, I hate your hair. I hate this. I hate this. Like, okay, but you're not telling me what to give it. As as a dear friend and former Astoria drag artist Gilda Wabbit once said, a compliment sandwich. <laughs> yeah. That's what you need to do: give a compliment, give the critique, give the compliment. Yes, exactly. Rohina knows that no one impressed them. Margaret says no one is safe and thinks she did well, but now she's not sure she did badly. She doesn't know what the fuck. But Christian will try to encourage the room that they are the top six and is very proud of them all. And Rohina will break that positive moment and then tell her, with that snout, she has no credibility. It's all fun and games until you get red. Now, I got to ask you. It feels like in Drag Race Mexico, in our little untucked junior, the small little untucked we get, there's no drama. Where's the drama? Where's the fighting? Uh, yeah, I've been feeling that. Like, I don't know if they're cutting it. I have no idea because, I mean, back home, people love spilling the tea. Like, they fucking love it. <laughs> There's drag queens who have made like their whole career, like how they became famous back home. It's by literally getting on a live, getting in like on Instagram and spilling tea about everything and everyone. I mean, like just one episode into Drag Race Philippines season two, and we have tears and and fights already. And that's only six out of the 12 girls present. So I, I want drama. Someone fight, someone yell at each other. That's I feel okay. like it's coming between uh, Regina and Christian. I like, think so too. Together, but I'm actually loving that they hate each other. <laughs> the girls are back and the decision has been made. The winner is Matraka. Yeah. Regina Gala and Christian are safe, leaving Lady Kato and Margarita as the bottom two. Do you agree? I was expecting like... I, you know, normally is with the challenge, but I will say that, so Matraka was like meh in her, like, okay, in the challenge, but mm-hmm. her runway was really good, like overall, all the Agreed. runway. And Christian was like better than the rest, but her looks were not the best like only one was kind of like okay-ish mm-hmm. so i think like i don't agree if it's just acting but if we're gonna take overall like let's say like taking in account like every score sheet then yeah it makes sense that matraca won yeah it's so fascinating like i feel like if you didn't have the acting challenge you would have gotten the result of matraca um but we're here 
commentating their judging. So clearly they see something we didn't. Yeah, I mean, that has happened to me before in other competitions. <laughs> Listen, it's happened to me before as a judge where an entire room is booing me. Um, justice for essence, whatever, whatever. Ah. Times, <laughs> I mean, it has happened um, to me. I saved it. Essence, friends. People, don't forget, I was the only judge that saved Essence. That's fine. Not better. All right. The song is Pelar Montenegro's Gatime Ese Hombre del Corazón. Have you heard this song before? Yes. I was going to fan of the song, and that song was very pointed. <laughs> this felt like a very beautiful traditional song, and it really gave us two really beautiful performances. Um, they both gave you emotions, and let's be real. In those looks, there was not going to be a trick. No one's going to be able to do a trick in that thing. In any of those looks. No, no. I don't got a song for that. Yeah. But though Lady Keto did cut herself out of her look to give us um, a more um, beautiful runway. Um, I don't know. Maybe in a crazy world, I might have saved them both because I don't think anyone did bad this week comparatively. But in uh -huh. the end, you go ahead. Tell, tell me what you thought. Tell me about the lip sync. I I did watch it, and as much as I I wanted my girly Margaret to stay, I'm gonna be fair. And Lady did win that. that. Yeah, and and it did also come down to track record. I think a little bit because yeah. Lady Keto did have a slightly better track record, but in the end, Margaret is eliminated. Lady Keto is saved. I also feel like in the middle of the of the lip sync, Margaret kind of gave up. Interesting. Okay, I get. I I because I seen her lip sync and I seen her give her all. I will say that she's more of a pop girly. Like that. I was gonna ask, like, what what kind of song would you say is like her signature to perform? Well, she has her own music. Of so. course, she does. right. But Do yeah, you perform her music. I perform no. I perform another friend's music, but she collaborated with her. Her name is Velvetin. Nice, nice. It's a very emotional elimination as Lolita can barely contain her sobbing. And then Margaret will address each queen and compliment them. Yes. Um, just give her the Miss Congeniality crown now. Well, I think this is what I like going back to something I said. I think that like Margaret, she had all of these expectations. And I think she also had it by herself. Like I'm already yeah. known in Mexico. I already done this. I already done like blah, 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 blah. I work with these legends, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think she was putting herself like all these expectations and pressure that I do feel that at that moment, she was like, I'm so sorry. I, I let like my fans down and yeah. these people down. Um. I, I do think that she was having that. And I also think that production as well was maybe even putting expectations on her because of her, you know, career and her legacy right. even back home. Well, I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Yes. What is Margaret Ia's legacy? Well, uh, I don't know if I can say it here, but, you know, she was top two in drag um, la masdraga mm -hmm. and there's been controversy because like she got really mad with deborah la grande which was a winner the first winner blah blah, blah. and like ever since that like she's been trying to prove that she's better but 
like they're both great honestly absolutely and she's done so many things like even when she was performing here in the united states as well in chicago that she performed with all the other girls and she's done like when it was COVID, did like a online show and you know she's done so much i don't think that she's disappointing anyone yeah not at all Listen, I've, I've already told Frida Kulo to bring all the queens uh, to Queen for brunch, but I, I think Margaret would be perfect here. I would love to bring her. Yes, of course. I mean, I would like to bring so many girls. The thing is that they need visas. <laughs> that Well, that's that's the truth. That's the team. Uh, just ask Visa for a visa. I know, right? <laughs> the other all thing right, is cool. they don't know English. Yeah. A lot of them, they don't know English. That's fair. Well, they should learn it soon when they get to go to DragCon. So we could all talk to them. Who won the week? Who had the best episode? What do you mean? Who had the best episode? Not necessarily the winner. Who was the star of the episode? Uh, well, I feel like the whole season has been like Christian's season. It's like Christian TV show. It's the Christian show. Yeah, I think Christian yeah. had a good episode. Matraka had a good episode as well. Um, but yeah, I feel like all of them were on the same playing field this week where they all were told, no, you're shit. But they're not. They're great I, drag I artists. The top three, I mean, I can, it's kind of obvious. Uh, yeah. this moment, I think is Regina, Christian, and Matraka. I think that's it. And then Gala's just Maybe Gala right did- in the bottom. Yeah. We'll see. We'll find out. Yeah, we're going to find out. We are getting a denim design challenge next week. Who do you think will succeed? Uh, Matraka, I guess. Probably Matraka. I feel like denim is very much like in her wheelhouse of material. Yes, and also Gala doesn't know how to sew. Regina doesn't know how to sew. Christian doesn't know how to sew. It's true. Now, after seven episodes, the winner of the season is. Make your prediction. Put your prediction out there. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to keep I, saying it. It's I Christian. think Christian is going to win. Yes. Christian is going to be, a, no matter what, any of these queens would be a great representation as the first winner of Drag Race. But there is something I'm watching about Christian that I'm like, She's not quite the same level as someone like Carmen Ferrara and Envy Peru, but I want to see them all perform together. Wait till I get there in second season. <laughs> all right, there it is. We'll, we'll see you there. And for now, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? You can find me as Lori Story with double Y, and you can book me for anything right now. I'm semi-open. Uh, I also, well, you can donate to Drag Story Hour. I work for Drag Story Hour. You know, I'm the nightmare of every conservative. And you love it. You can tip me on Cash Tip Lori Lou. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for sharing so much. It was so helpful to me. Yay. <laughs>